Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Twitter, Instagram, at Harp on Sports. Audio available for you. The bar, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, the YouTube channel at Harp on Sports. And of course, harponsports.com. What do we have in store for you on this edition? A little base bail as baseball hits its deadline. Going to miss regular season games. Now we get the beating of the drums from 28 years ago. I'm done with baseball if they strike again. Or I'm done with baseball if they miss games. Baseball, build in a plan. I'm going to give you a plan. For when you do get this figured out, that you not only not lose any fans, but you gain fans. So we're going to look at that. Also, FIFA fraud, FIFA phonies. Last podcast, we talked about what they can do with Russia. Just ban them from the World Cup for five years. That that way, they missed two World Cups. What the Olympic Committee can do. FIFA came out and what did they do? They half-assed it, just like the Olympics. What a shame. What a shame. We're going to tell you what they did and how three countries can get Russia kicked out. Three countries. And one of them is not the United States. Tell you what they can do. And also, I think this is fascinating TV. Can't wait to consume it. Winning time. The HBO series on the Lakers with John C. Riley playing Jerry Buss. And, you know, around Magic, around Kareem. It's going to be great storytelling. So... I sat here and I spent about probably a half hour, 45 minutes trying to figure this out. What are the next two or three sports series, sports movies that I would like to see made? Winning time's perfect for a miniseries. It's LA. It's got glitz. It's got glamour. It's got more than sports is what you need. So I found three sports figures that you could build a series around as well. So there you go. All right, let's start off first with this base bail thing. You know, we, we've hit that time again where it looks like we're going to miss regular season games. And what's so funny about this is people are always complaining there's too many Major League Baseball games. So now we're going to have an extended, right, delay. And baseball's not going to get 120, 162 games slate. They may miss 28 games. They may miss more than that. What, 1995, they missed 18. Well, what's interesting about this is People said there's too many baseball games, so now they're going to continue this lockout. They're going to miss games. And what do we get out of it? We get, up. Oh, I'm done with baseball. If I miss any games, I'm done with them. People that don't like baseball don't like it, period. Okay, I'm done with baseball. Thank you, you've already said that. It's like, it always reminds me of people calling uh, to complain about one of the hosts on my station or complain about, oh, I'm not going to listen to that ever again. Then what are you calling me for? Why don't you just not listen to it? I don't go up to the cashier at the grocery store and say, I'm done buying ham. I just don't buy it anymore. But people feel the need to tell you that they're quitting. Okay, I'm done with it. Well, okay, you're done with it. I don't like LeBron. All right, you don't like him. Congratulations. Now, to me, baseball can use this to its advantage. They can. Now, if they lose 18 games, they lose 18 games. If they lose 20 games, they lose 20 games. I've said it numerous times, whether it's this podcast or another podcast that I've done. 
that as long as baseball's playing games by Memorial Day, it's fine. The month of April is littered with March Madness. It has the Masters. It has the NBA playoffs. So many things eat up our time in April. Just gave you three. Final four, NCAA tournament, the Masters, NBA playoffs. Stick our time. So you can afford to actually miss the whole month of April. It's not going to hurt anything. But baseball, three things it can do. Three things that Major League Baseball can do when they come out of this to help with fans. Three things. The first thing that I have on my list, and I've had it on there for years, 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 and I'll say it every time I do one of these things. Doubleheaders, twilight doubleheaders, one admission ticket gets you two games. I suggest Saturdays that you have a baseball game that starts at 3.30, one that immediately follows it, Families, take your kids out, get two games for the price of one. You do that every other Saturday. That's what? Two Saturdays a month, 12 Saturdays a year. You just knock two weeks off the schedule. Now you're starting your postseason in the middle of September instead of October. And you're going to have jam-packed houses for two games. We're going to lose money. Not really. People are going to pick one of those two games to go anyway. So instead of two half-empty stadiums or half-full, depending on your perspective, now you have the first one that's full and the second one that's three-quarters full or vice versa. Longer people stay around, that's more soda pop. That's more hot dogs, more pizza, more beer. So that's the first thing I would do if I were baseball. Again, this is when it's said and done. You're going to have to do something for the fans with this. You just are, hey, baseball's back. Our product's going to be better than ever. What are you doing for the fans? You want to get fans back in the stands? You want to build this back? Twilight doubleheaders. Two for the price of one. The other thing you can do, and you can immediately start to do things like this. Baseball baseball's biggest problem is growing its sport. Their fans that are hardcore are already there. How do you get more people in there, new people in there? A couple other things I have on here. Um, then just two small things. Free ticket for every kid in America. Free ticket to a baseball game for every kid in America. What's a kid? If you're under 18. How can you determine that? Very simple. You're a dad. You're a mom. You have taxes, don't you? You have to claim your children on your taxes. There you go. Just use your tax forms. <gasps> what a concept. So, every adult in America, your kid gets to go to one baseball game this year for free. Well, we don't, we don't want to have enough tickets. Come on. Come on. Every kid in America gets to a game for free. If you want to sit there, there's not enough room, then you do it over the course of two years. Take your tax form. you got three kids. These three kids get free tickets. Okay, there you go. And then you're getting parents to buy extra tickets, too. Every kid in America gets a ticket for free third thing you can do each major league baseball team has a little league night all oh, set that's lame no it's not get kids to the park and i'm not talking a little league night where you stick them in the rafters i know the jaguars did that when they had their nfl kid day section bfe top four rows no what you do you have protective netting you have protective areas you signal out an entire row or the first two rows of the bleachers in these stadiums. And a little league team gets to sit out there before the game. They get to hang out with the players on the field, batting practice, autographs, the whole nine yards. You bring about 15 kids out to a ballpark every single night for 81 nights. Hearts and minds, hearts and minds. And the last thing you can do, this season doesn't get started till May, which it looks like it may not be doing. The final week before spring training, or final week of spring training when it ends, you're going to have to carve out some time and don't tell, we're going to get back to the season. No, I gave you the barn, I gave you the twilight doubleheaders that can shave two weeks off the year, right? You can have some time to do this. I have a barnstorming event 
Final week of the year of the spring training season, that is. Final week. You go to spring training for two weeks, let's say. Okay. Okay, the last five days, you know what you do if you're the Cubs? You play five straight nights, inter-squad games against whom? Whoever. You can split squad this thing. So let's say you're Chicago. You're the Cubbies. Well, you take on the White Sox, split squad it, five Chicago area high schools. So you go to this high school, you play each other. You go to this high school, you play each other. Invite the community out. Could you imagine? Now look, you can sit here and it doesn't have to be just in the city, but can you imagine how cool it would be to watch the Rays take on the Braves in Jacksonville at a high school? Final week of spring training, that's what you do. One day they're in Jacksonville. Maybe the next day they're in Tallahassee. Maybe the next, that's what you do. The final week of spring training, you spend five days ramping up by playing at local high schools. Free. You want to grow your sport? That's what you do. You do those things. Again, Twilight Doubleheaders, buy one, get one free. Every kid in America gets a free ticket to a baseball game. These are simple things, too. Every team in America, 81 home games. You have a little league team. Every single game that comes out meets the players. You get to sit in the first two rows. And then you do this barnstorming thing the last five days before spring training. Again, just giving you examples of here. The Rays play the Braves. In Atlanta High School, maybe in Tallahassee, maybe in Macon. You two up there, two down there. There you go. Community comes out. You find the nicest high school or a high school that seats the most people and two, 3,000 people come out, check out the game. Can see major leaguers play? Well, you know, security and, ah, oh, come on. Stop it. Stop it. That's what you do. You, you want, if you do that, think about it, if you do that the last week of April, well, there's going to be high school games going on, not every night. If a high school team is playing a Friday night doubleheader or a Saturday, then you do it on Thursday. If they're playing Thursday, then you do it on a Friday. Don't, don't make it more complicated than it is. That's what base bail can do. Thinks everybody's going to bail? You do these five things? Pfft. You kidding me? You know how quickly? People go, oh man, they came here and they played a game for free. That's kind of cool. That's, oh man, that's awesome. Hearts and minds, hearts and minds. And really, what did I do there that just, it's going to cost you a little money? But what? You know why grocery stores give out free samples? Because if you like it, you eat it for free, you're going to buy it. Same thing here. Baseball needs to go the free sample route. It'll work. That's the reason restaurants and businesses do it. So there you go. Base bail. Um, I'm going to get to this, you know, winning time. John C. Riley. I think it looks fantastic. I can't wait to consume it. Uh, the miniseries on the Lakers. FIFA. Oh, look, they had a chance to, 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 to sting Russia. They did. They didn't. Slacktivism. Again, I've made comments on this numerous times. Slacktivism is when you change your profile picture to something on your social media. I'm going to prove you know, that it's meaningless. When you slap a yellow magnet in the back of your car to support the troops, it doesn't mean anything. If you donated your time and money to the Disabled American Veterans Fund, I'm about ready to donate a suit to the veterans program so somebody can take a suit, wear a suit to go to job interviews. It's going to help somebody, physically help somebody, more than a $1.99 yellow magnet in the back of your car, your Facebook profile. What are you going to do? It's worthless. It's meaningless. It's slacktivism. So what did FIFA do? Um, Russia cannot play its national anthem or have its flag in the World Cup. 
Oh my God. Oh no. It's like, I'm going to go to the party, but I'm not going to dance well. I'm going to go to the party, but I'm not going to have any fun. It's a fraud. It's a joke. And here's where other countries, if they had any stones, you could end this right now. You could end this right now, special circumstances, and you could sit there and say, hey, FIFA, even if Russia pulls out, three countries, three countries can put so much pressure on FIFA, it's not even funny. The first of which is Germany. The second of which is England. Third of which is Brazil. If Brazil, Germany, and England went into FIFA and said, we're not playing in the World Cup unless you kick their ass out. And then I have two more on here for good measure. You add France and Spain to that equation. Germany, England, and Brazil are the big three. But you add France and Spain, those five, sit around and tell FIFA, you leave Russia in, we're not going to play in the World Cup this year. Well, that's your loss. And you imagine if you're FIFA then at that point, you can have Russia play in it, or you can have those five not. You want to end it? That's what you do. What kind, and I've seen certain countries come out and say they're not going to play in World Cup qualifiers. As long They're not going to play Russia in World Cup qualifiers. you got to go bigger than that, countries. I appreciate it. At least you're doing something. You're doing more than FIFA's doing. But it's not just one country boycotting. If, if all these countries got together, call their bluff. Do it. We are not. We are not going to. We're not going to participate in the World Cup this summer. We're not. Or I guess it's this fall. We're not going to come. France, Germany, Spain. I mean, I, I can even think Brazil, Germany, England are the big three. You had France and Spain do it. Good night. Not playing. But what a joke. What a joke. Um, to, to come out and even say, you might as well not, you might as well do nothing. Yeah, uh, Russia can still play in the World Cup, but they can't have their flag or their song. And they had to change their name to the Russian Football Club or RFC or something like that. It's the Team Russia. You're not you're no longer Team Russia, you're the Russian Football Club. Oh, wow, geez. What if anybody will know? What if anybody will know? It's like, you know, those terrible, terrible skits where someone's got a palm leaf in front of them. I wonder if they can see me. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Figure it out. Figure it out. So, there you go. That, that's what you can do. This thing's such a... It's a shame and it's a joke that, that, that these international bodies don't know what to do with these teams. It's like, well, if we if we do it for that, well, what do we do? Well, did you invade a foreign country? Well, then do we have to kick the United States out? If they invade a foreign country, a, a free independent country that did nothing to them, you bet. Buddhists, you bet. Well, then we get you for Iraq. Well, that gets tricky because Iraq invaded Kuwait. That, that, that's, look, that's one of those things that you're going to have to make a decision on. But is any rational person? This is one of these things that sports and politics don't mix. Of course they do. When you have countries taking on other countries, that is geopolitical. It's all it is. Nobody watches countries take on other countries and it not be political in sports. Or taking, you don't believe me? Well, I'll tell morons in the last two Olympics. I can never remember at a time as a kid going, boy, I hope Canada beats us tonight. Boy, I hope Italy takes down the United States tonight. You know, I don't want that American to win. Up until recently, we didn't do stuff like that. All right. So... FIFA failure, FIFA frauds. Shame, shame, shame. England. Again, England, Brazil, Germany. Threaten to boycott the World Cup. You're not going to play. They'll get Russia out. 
What about the United States, Seth? I'd like to think we had that power. We didn't play in the last World Cup. We didn't qualify, right? So does it really matter? Winning time. I can't wait to watch this. John C. Riley is Dr. Jerry Buss. The Lakers, Showtime, the 80s. Fantastic. Now, in order to do a sports movie, you have to have more than just sports. There's going to be a storyline. That's why Moneyball worked with Brad Pitt. It was a storyline. His daughter, there are multiple layers to it. Miracle on Ice works. Again, geopolitical. Ali, the story behind Muhammad Ali. Will Smith, I thought, did a good job playing him. What's the storyline there? Even the Jamaica bobsled team, Cool Runnings. There's a storyline there, right? It's more than sports. Rocky. Rocky isn't about boxing. It's about perseverance. It's about pride. Say it's a love story. Okay, but it's about pride. So what, what does success mean to you? What's your definition of success? All those things. And, you know, you look around and pick any sports movie you want. Major League, Overcoming Adversity. Pick a movie. Any sports movie. Chariots of Fire. Uh, so I was sitting here thinking, this is going to be fascinating because it has everything. It has L.A., it has Magic, it has Showtime, it has all those things. So behind the scenes things. I love the TV series The, Bo- the Bronx is Burning. When ESPN got into the movie and the TV show thing, Playmakers, I, I like that. Some of it was good. I like The Bronx is Burning. Some of it was, ooh, I don't know. Um, season on the Brink with Brian Denny. He was going to... I did like... Was it Tom Berenger that played Bear Bryant Junction Boys? I, that was okay. But sports movies based on real stories work. So I've got a couple here. Again, it's got to tap into nostalgia. It's got to be something. It's got to be nostalgic about it or it won't work. What does nostalgia mean? I think you got to be older than 20 years. I think it's got to be 20 years or older to be nostalgic. I know we sit back and think 20 years ago, it's got to be longer than that. And it really doesn't. 20 plus years ago, it can work. So here are the three things that I have. Oh, by the way, things that have been great that sports, but not just sports that they've made TV movies out of or things. OJ Simpson. I thought that was fantastic. Um, Courtney B. Vance, Johnny Cochran, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. The People versus OJ Simpson on FX. I mentioned Ali. Um, there were Michael Jordan and Mike Tyson movies, kind of, sort of, that were made for TV. But uh, they've been made. Here are three things that should be next. And you could just call it Roberto. I'm shocked that nobody's made a series or a movie on Roberto Clemente. Like a real one, like a like a in-depth one. We've had Ro- Jackie Robinson movies. I mean, geez, 42. 42 is a fantastic movie. And again, but you have a storyline that's bigger than just baseball. So... I look at that, Roberto Clemente, what he meant, what he meant to the people in Nicaragua, what, what the, the plane crash, all of those things that went into it. I, I would love to see a miniseries or a movie on Roberto Clemente, what he meant to his people, what he meant to baseball. So that's the next one I would like to see make. Uh, Jimmy Valvano. I'm, you know, an in-depth thing on Jimmy Valvano. Uh, you know, with what he did at NC State, there's some allegations of cheating. Uh, his life, bigger and beyond basketball, his impact, the V Foundation, the hundreds of millions of dollars it's raised for cancer research. I'd love to see a miniseries movie on Jimmy Valvano. So, number one, Clemente. 
Number two, Jimmy Valvano. And I was thinking also like an all encompassing thing. There's a couple other things too, that I like kind of kicking the tires of. I think it's still too soon to do like the men of Troy. You mean you had Snoop Dogg and Will Ferrell hanging out with Pete Carroll and Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush football games with that was, but I, th- I still think you're too far. I think that in 10 years from now, I think that would work better because Jimmy V has been almost gee, many Christmas has been 40 years ago. Clemente has been 50 years ago. So th- those things would work. They would. I mean, think about it. But when you think about like Miracle, that was what? 20 years when they made 25 years when they made that with Kurt Russell. It had been 20, 25 years since Team USA won the Olympics. So, I mean, you're right in that wheelhouse. Close to it. Maybe about 15, 17 years, but you're close to it in the neighborhood of it. So, again, Roberto Clemente, Jimmy Valvano are the two big ones. Two monstrous ones. I mean, you think around and think about sporting events and things that have taken place and amazing things that you've seen. And, uh, you know, the last 15, 20 years, a lot of them have been new. The, there'll be a Tom Brady movie coming up eventually. And we have these 30 for 30s on these and these great stories. I mean, what happened with the Red Sox and the sweep of the Yankees. But again, you need storylines outside of the sport. And I think that's why Clemente and Jimmy Valvano would make two great ones. Um, that gives you basketball. That gives you baseball. Football. Like I said, I mentioned Brady and, and what that entailed. I also thought, you know, maybe the Lakers and Kirk Gibson. But then again, what, what are your storylines outside of baseball? What are they? So, I mean, it's within the last 15 years, but was Will Smith concussion? See, th- those are the storylines. The steroid era in baseball, Boomtown. I, I could do McGuire, Sosa Bonds. You could do an entire behind the, the, the feel of that. You could. Just to name a few. So, but Clemente, Valvano, th- those two would work. Uh, Harp on Sports, there you go. Uh, the Bar, Podcast, Audio, Media, Radio, Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. You know, Twitter, Instagram, at Harp on Sports. Uh, you can consume The Bar, the podcast, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Subscribe, follow, share, all those things. And, of course, HarpOnSports.com. There you go. And remember, stay clean, stay focused. Stay strong, Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.